Welcome to the Half Yard Line. I'm Tim. I'm Luke. And welcome to another of our 32 individual team recap off-season look-aheads uh, for the 2023 off-season. Trying to get through all 30 teams, 32 teams ahead of free agency. Luke, another team near and dear to your heart. The finishing up our AFC South set, the division champions. Ugh. Jacksonville. Ugh. Can we cut the bit where you say division champions? Because I just hate hearing it. Uh, <laughs> I just want to hear you say the team name incorrectly. Yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars. Jaguars pick pronunciation. Jaguars. I would say Jaguars, but uh, whatever. Actually, no, I would say Jaguars, come to think of it. You, you've got me all Wires. The Wires, Tim, won the AFC South, as you mentioned, much to my chagrin. Nine and eight record under the first year of stewardship of Doug Peterson. They beat the Los Angeles Chargers in a crazy come-behind win in the wildcard round before falling to the Kansas City Chiefs. There was a lot of that going around this year. Um, so a very productive turnaround year for Peterson down there in Jacksonville. And finally, some some good news in Duval County after some flailing for the last several years, including the much-missed Urban Meyer, which was surely the most entertaining coaching tenure we will <laughs> ever see almost unfortunately before we started the podcast which is makes me feel very upset but what can you do the star that burns twice as bright tim burns half as long long. (laughs) but the jags won't be burning through that much capital this off season it looks like coming in as they are right now 20 million dollars or so over the cap um so some wiggling needing to be done for jacksonville they do come into the 2023 off season with eight draft picks they've got two fourth round picks and two sixes. They'll be picking 24th overall. Very unusual for the Jags who have been picking much higher than that for recent most of recent memory. Um, one of their draft picks is obviously Calvin Ridley, uh, basically who they sent a six to Atlanta for last offseason. He's applying for reinstatement after his one-year gambling suspension. So, Tim, coming in, the Jags in kind of unfamiliar territory where they're in a pretty good spot. They are coming off a division championship and a playoff win. They've got a young up-and-coming quarterback they seem to have the coaching situation sorted out this is a team which is a charter member a banner member of the downtrodden franchise index which we chart throughout the season and we'll continue to to look at however maybe emerging from the muck a little bit are those wires of which i know you are such a huge fan yeah i just like the jaguars about as much as you do um i i don't see them Coming out of the DFI, to be perfectly honest, I think if you're looking at a team that barely won nine games, um, only won nine games after beating your Titans uh, in a win and end game at the end of the year, uh, the Titans obviously falling apart and giving the division away. You're talking about a, a team that is 20 million over the salary cap, is losing what I will call some key free agents we can talk about in a moment. Um, and clearly isn't going to be able to bring any of them back given their cap position. It doesn't have a ton of, of, fat to cut um necessarily in the in the uh in the cap savings business either so i think they're gonna have a hard time getting better i think they overperformed in some ways this year certainly uh, took some strides at the quarterback position but if you want a off-season headline for me it's uh nine and eight jags struggle to get better this offseason interesting point i mean certainly benefiting from a division in which you could argue all three of the other teams are going to need to do a rebuild of some kind they'll have some continuity there um like you mentioned the roster is in a pretty good position although they'll have to do some wiggling to get rid of uh a few players to get under the cap 
The Jags coming into this offseason with a, an unusual number of holes in the roster, i.e. not very many, whereas recently it seems to have been plug as many holes in the boat as you can. Add a couple circled. Right tackle is one. Jawan Taylor's a free agent. He is at a position where you imagine guys are going to pay, other teams are going to pay a pretty penny um, because it's so important, obviously. He's unlikely to come back, I would guess. Um, a backup running back or a spell running back for Travis Etienne, who had the breakout year but isn't the biggest guy in the world. You don't want to pound him into dust necessarily uh, so early in his career. And they traded James Robinson to the Jets during the season, so he's no longer there. I had like defensive tackle slash defensive line slash edge rotation. They got good production from Arden Key and Dewan Smoot last year. Nine and a half sacks, the pair, but they're both free agents. And again, are you going to have the money to bring those guys back? Big question mark. So I would say that's a position they could look at. You've obviously got Josh Allen. I think if it was Josh Allen too, I don't know who was drafted first, but you know, the other Josh Allen, who's the defensive end, not Josh Allen, Bill's quarterback there, who's very good. They drafted Trayvon Walker first overall last year, but some other depth rotational guys who can come in and give you decent production on the defensive line. And the other one is not so much a position. It's more like a role. So the Jags were bottom five in pass defense last year. Corner slash safety, I kind of put as the the hybrid, but but really I thought the note for them was someone who can cover tight ends because they spent a lot of capital last offseason in linebackers. Foyasadi Aluakan, who had a, a brilliant year, led the NFL in tackles. He's more like an old school linebacker. Like he would have been an all pro in the 2006. Like the guy just hits and tackles and hits and tackles and hits and tackles and roves. He isn't a coverage guy. They drafted two linebackers last year, including Devin Lloyd in the first round. They didn't show much ability to cover tight ends. In the two playoff games that they had, they allowed 100 yards to Gerald Everett and a touchdown, and they allowed Travis Kelsey to have 14 catches for 98 yards and two touchdowns in a game that really you're circling Travis Kelsey as the guy to stop. Now, Kelsey kills a lot of teams, but over the course of the season, the Jags allowed over 1,000 yards to tight ends. So that is not a great position to be in. You're not in a division with a great tight end strength as well. So the fact that you've allowed so many yards despite not playing in a division with a Travis Kelsey or a Darren Waller or someone like that means that role, I think, is is one they probably need to address. And I would say maybe that's a could be a safety, a third safety, could be a corner, but someone who can just fill that position because they got taken advantage of in that specific defensive role last year i don't know if you had any other thoughts about areas they could look to strengthen i think the roster's in a pretty good spot if i'm completely honest which brings me no joy whatsoever to say see i actually have corner and safety as their two biggest areas of need um you know shaquille griffin has got a big cap number i've i will be interested to see what they do with him he's gonna get caught have a great year he got injured i I would have to think so they need some money he's gonna go i would have thought he's the most obvious cut candidate to me on the roster yeah, no, that's kind of where I'm at too. You know, Tyson Campbell on the other side of the field is a solid player. You're losing some depth at that position with Trey Herndon. So I had cornerback as a spot they needed to do some work. Um, safety, I- I'm not overwhelmed by any of the talent they have on the team at that position. Their best safety is Rayshon Jenkins. Um, at, at the free safety spot, they're trotting out Andre Cisco. I-, I think pass defense is a challenge for them. They've got the horses to get pressure on the quarterback so the problem has to be in coverage you know you you covered about them getting destroyed by tight ends uh, they gave up plenty of yards to wide receivers too so i think the defensive backfield is an area where they're going to have to get better but otherwise i agree with your comments yeah i think they will certainly circle that as a, an area of focus in terms of guys they might lose 
having had the big splurge last off season to bring in Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Brandon Scherf and Darius Williams and Evan Engram and blah blah and Foyer Luakan, who we already talked about, um, a lot of veterans were brought in to add to this team. Calvin Ridley is coming in. Uh, Marvin Jones is a free agent, so you imagine that's just going to be a one for one in and out. Evan Engram's the big one um, that I think they're going to struggle to keep. It's actually quite a deep tight end free agency class this year. You've got Gasicki, you've got Hayden Hurst um, as well. I know there are some others that I'm probably forgetting. So it's it's a strangely deep veteran tight end class. And I think with a lot of teams looking to build with young quarterbacks, that tends to be a position they, they go to. Get a big guy I can throw the ball to so that the young quarterback at least has somewhere to go. Um, we're good, talking about Houston in a separate podcast, but I think that's something they could look into potentially and maybe Engram ends up a target for them. Who knows? But he had a kind of breakout season. Um, so maybe that makes tight end a kind of quasi position of need, though I think with the number of receivers that they have, I, I don't think it's as premium and Engram's really more of a jumbo receiver anyway. So in terms of losses, I think he, Smoot, Key and Taylor are the big ones. And I think it's very realistic that they lose all four. That creates a void. How do you fill that void? Maybe you go into the draft um, and look to leverage some of these eight picks into decent players who you can plug and play because to your point, you're not looking at a team with flush with cap space that could look at the you know defensive tackle class and say, hey, we we need another legitimate guy on the defensive line. We can bring in Javon Hargrave. Like that's just not going to happen for this team. They don't have the cash. So draft is really going to be the focus area um, for the Jags, and they hope that with Ridley coming in, it elevates that offense to another level, gives Lawrence a true number one, and they can use the other guys more as supporting pieces, which is what they've been kind of throughout their career. Although stepped up very well in uh, in the absence of that last year, I thought in the main, um, I imagine they would prefer to resign some of these guys and keep it consistent. To your point, I just don't think it's feasible. Not the best draft position in the world, twenty four, but maybe you can make some maneuvers and and get some stuff done. It it's, seems like more youth movement inbound in uh, in Jacksonville rather than another big splurge. Because last off season, I think they spent all the money through to like. 2080 or so or something yeah i almost wonder if they you know have to trade somebody to create some space um i think this is a a team that can't resign its fridge it's, I mean, you talked about their 20 million over the cap now they've got a rookie draft pool they're gonna have to pay for even if they take the cuts that we talked about you know that's that's still barely getting them under the cap allowing for rookies and so there's just no money left for free agents unless you cut additional players we talk about they filled all their holes with free agents last year those are expensive salaries that just stack and they only get more expensive as the contracts go on right and so i think they're going to have a really really hard time adding anybody of note in free agency keeping theirs or or signing others um, just because there's just no money yeah uh, i think it's going to have to be a dra- draft story for them and there's some real players they're going to have to replace there with those draft picks to your point Ridley is the biggest ad here, right? Calvin Ridley was an elite player, what, three years ago? Before, I mean, it was certainly, he was out all of last year, out much of the year before that, initially with some injury challenges and then for some mental health reasons, you know. So I think it'll be very interesting to see what kind of player they have in Calvin Ridley. Mm. You know, he is not inexpensive. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how they move forward with that. But I think. Uh, just to add to, you had mentioned a couple of tight ends. You know, Dalton Schultz is out there, Austin Hooper's out there, Tanyan's out there. You go some of the older guys. Um, you know, 
Kyle Rudolph is out there. There's there's some there's a lot of tight ends out there if you want to make a young hire, uh, bringing a, a big name guy, but also some older guys out there who are still reasonably productive, um, who could be maybe had for a little bit of less money. So I agree with you. Tight ends an area where you know maybe that holds down the price, but it doesn't hold down the price of an Evan Ingram enough that that Jacksonville can bring him in. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, philosophically, keep him. Philosophically, I think the uh, rookie quarterback maximize that deal as much as you can we're talking about you know being close to the cap they're paying trevor lawrence a rookie deal right now so really while this is the case they're trying to load the boat as much as they as much as possible with guys who are proven veteran performers and hope that lawrence can step it up enough where they can maybe contend for a championship before he starts costing them so much money they have to get rid of everyone which is what they will have to do um so the jags looking down upon the rest of the afc south as we enter 2022 who knows if they'll stay there in 2023? I certainly hope they don't. But we hope instead that you will join us on the remainder of these team-by-team preview slash review podcast that we're doing. 32 in total, so we hope you join us for the remaining 31. And also join us on the socials at Pod. You can email us halfyardlinepod at gmail.com. Like, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend. We much appreciate it as we continue to roll on through the offseason here on the Half Yard Line, and we will speak to you very soon for whichever team you chance upon next. For now, though, sayonara. Ciao!